The Sanchez sisters are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Tani insists that she's a sociopath, but if there's a diagnosis in her room, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for everyone, which I mention only so the normies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool normies? Welcome to Mostly Rational, a podcast in which we answer your questions in a way that is rational, mostly. I'm Asia Sanchez. I'm Tawny Sanchez. And today, the role of third sister will be played by Aston Fletcher. Say hi, Aston. Hi, Aston. Now, some of you may be thinking, Aston, could this be the same Aston who asks like 95% of the questions on this podcast? And the answer to that is yes, Mm -hmm. duh. I mean... How many Astons do you think we know? So, before we get started, Aston, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Who is Aston Fletcher? Well, I spend most of my time asking questions on Twitter. (laughs) We've noticed. (laughs) Thank you, I guess. Live very far away. I enjoy eating food that is not vegan. I enjoy (laughs) playing music that is also not vegan. A little (laughs) attacked right now. Tawny only likes vegan music. (laughs) Vegan music. (laughs) <laughs> and so she likes Josiah's music. Ah, <laughs> uh, that makes a lot of sense. Hi, Josiah. How are you? Oh yeah. We should be friends, dude. Josiah, why aren't you here? I was gonna go to a movie night at his house tonight, but I'm doing this instead. Wow. We Hit me up, fam. <laughs> Aston said earlier that this is the weirdest way he's ever made a friend, but he's down for it. Is that right? True. Yeah. Cool. So, we're going to be trying out this new thing when we have guests on the show. Um, At first, I was thinking we should have a news segment, but then I was like, wait, now the news is terrible and depressing, and everyone already saw the news on Twitter or whatever, so... I don't think everyone gets the news on Twitter like we do. I assume everybody does exactly what I do all the time. So instead, we'll be reading you the headlines from the day our guest was born to see what kind of world they were born into. Sounds terrible. (laughs) Oh, so, well, I was about to ask you if you were ready to see how the planet Earth welcomed you, but it sounds like you already Sure. (laughs) Why not? All right. I'm going to put some news music right here. News (laughs) music. News music. News music. It's the nudist. It's the nudist? Newsiest. Welcome to February 23rd, 1992. In today's news, the New York Times has published an article about Sean Slater, who basically wanted to tell the world that the KKK is nice now. Um, okay, that's... Let me just make sure... No? Yeah, that wasn't news from 2018. This happened in 1992. I just wanted to make sure. Um, over to Tawny. For family news, Janet Brackeen, who shot her husband in the back of the head, claims that it was an accident and she was carrying the gun to her husband, who wanted to show her how to use it. Alright, if that's true, that's kind of on him. I mean, don't be lazy. Get your own gun. Don't send the lady who you know is a noob. Back over to you, Asia. (laughs) Lastly, today, a German man known as Laser Man shot and killed a Jewish woman and... Alright, you know what? This news is all pretty bad. Like, 2018 bad. I'm sorry this is the world you were born into. (laughs) I was only three years old at the time, so I couldn't really do much about it. But still. It was a Sunday. It It was raining. 
It actually was and a Sunday. As, oh, I know all of this. I was there. Oh. <laughs> wow, you have a good memory. He does keep correcting us on things about our own podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's most appropriate that we ask Tyler's question That first. is true. Tyler, our patron of the pod. Oh, yes. of course. He left this message on the Patreon page. He put an asterisk, puts on Big Brother voice. I haven't seen Big Brother since, like, 2005, though, so... I just immediately it. think of 1984. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's terrifying. <laughs> that's ungood. <laughs> All right. Who will be the next guest star? And who is the mysterious questionnaire at somebody else? Is it really Aston, or is it somebody... Else, shocked face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Glad you read that emoticon. So, first question. Aston, would you like to answer this question? Oh, yes. I was told about this user, somebody else, and I am unfortunately not somebody else. Did I tell you before that I wasn't somebody else, or is this the first time you're hearing about it? No, it was... You told me, like, a week ago. Okay. Yeah, Definitely not me, even though everything she told me about it is definitely something I would do. Yeah, so here's why I thought it was him, because he was sending in so many questions, I was like, thanks, Aston, for all the questions, but can somebody else please send in some questions? And then, like, fairly soon after that, a Twitter user starts sending in questions, and their username is somebody else. I mean, you cannot blame me. Oh, and as for (laughs) who the next guest star will be, I think, um... And that one's pretty... That kind of answered itself. It's Aston. <laughs> Thank you for your question, Tyler. right now, right now, right now. It's me. Right so, next question. Amanda. Her first question is, are there emotion, emotional reasons behind your favorite numbers? I don't have a favorite number. Next question. My favorite number is 11. I don't know why. The end. My favorite number is number 4. And no. That's because, first of all, numbers have personalities. Number four wears a like a business suit, like Murphy Brown. It has a tie. <laughs> no, number four is just the <laughs> kindest, nicest number you will ever meet. What? Also, um, four was the number on my jersey back when I played volleyball. Well, you're mm. you are clearly biased. Because number four is no. a power suit wearing Mm-mm. business lady from the 80s. No. <laughs> uh, I don't understand any of this. <laughs> well, you, you, don't put, you don't put characters to your numbers and colors? None of them had suits before now. <laughs> now they do. She doesn't really have a suit, but um, she is a she. And she would wear a suit if she had a, a body. Well, the movie I'm number four... Number four is a dude, so I don't know if that helps at all. Um, no. <laughs> mm. So. I only cool. know movie references, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, the next question... It's Aston's trying to ask a question. I'm just saying, it's. I think that Aston would be the best at answering this. So, <laughs> I, okay. so, so <laughs> this question that has been highlighted for me for some reason... <laughs> I feel like I'm being personally called out here, just like I personally called out Asia before. The question is, why do people love internet trolling? Oh. It's a personality thing. As much as you don't want to say it. Asia has a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of feelings. She's just like, like, wheezing with, (laughs) with feelings. 
honestly, I have a lot of thoughts on this as well. Actually, but I think I'll it's a personality thing. I know some other people who are like me. It's just kind of you don't want to admit it. Yeah, and you just like messing with people. As far as okay, as far as real life goes. I probably troll people more IRL than I do online because I can immediately be like, ha ha. But <laughs> online, there's like that waiting period for them to misinterpret your comment and then formulate their own comment. And then I'm just imagining some rando in their house steaming over some misunderstanding of what I meant. And then my instinct is just to like, well, they deserve this because they didn't. They weren't at all generous with their interpretation of what I said. But then, like, there's that challenge of stopping and pulling yourself away from the conversation and resisting. See, this is just for me. I have to resist the urge to continue the argument because I'm afraid that if I leave, they will think that they won. <laughs> also, there's a rule called "Don't feed the trolls." I know. And it's a very wise rule. <laughs> <laughs> you just choose to ignore a lot. But the thing is, sometimes I don't, I don't realize I'm being trolled at first because I thought we were all trying to have an intellectual discussion about something, and they seem so sincere. And how long have you been on the internet? Anyway, I realize I'm not answering the question because the question, the question was, why do people like internet trolling? So. Um, Asin, you kind of answered it. <laughs> but I think it's that it just goes in with that urge to, you know, mess with somebody. Because, is it a superiority thing, do you think? It's kind of like being on an inside joke that you're a part of and nobody else. <laughs> Very inside. It's like you get to tease people as much as you want with no consequences, basically. Gosh, yeah, I think I just don't like trolling people because I don't think I've ever really internet trolled someone. Like, the closest I've come is just, I, well, no, it's it's just, like, messaging friends, I guess, or, like, messing with them, but never really just random people on the internet. I bet someone has thought I was trolling them before, because eventually, if they keep giving me stupid arguments, I will eventually go into the mode of just being like, okay, guy. And <laughs> then I will get a little more jokey and sarcastic because they are obviously not taking this seriously. But I don't think I ever go into the conversation intending to just troll them. I'm like, come on, guys. Amanda says that she wants us to talk about creative thinkers versus creative doers. Okay. Oh, no. I just had this argument on Twitter. <laughs> Sounds like you're being trolled. Perfect to follow the internet trolling question. <laughs> I'm curious what that argument involved. Well, it was an argument with my friend Danny, so it was a friendly argument. Uh, he was basically saying, anyone can have ideas. It's way more important to implement the ideas. And I'm, I do not disagree Obviously, if you have ideas and no implementation, then it's pretty worthless. However, I do think there are some people who are simply better at coming up with ideas than they are actually getting them done. And I think it's a good thing that's kind not of the difference between us. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing it's not a majority personality type to be sure, because then nothing would get done, and everyone would be like trying to do everything their own unique way. 
but I think it's still a necessary component of society as a whole so we don't stagnate. Also, can you be a creative doer without being a creative thinker? Hmm. I think you can. I mean, you can create without having the idea for the creation in the first place if you expand the definition of create to making something. Like, instead of coming up with someone else's creative thought and then implementing it. And that, I mean, I kind of, that's, that's really, like, a big difference between Asia and I is that she will come up with all this random stuff and then I will do it or or actually want to implement it or think about how it could be useful. I'm actually not bad at implementing it as long as I can focus on it long enough. That's the hard part. So I think what's useful for me having you is that you will help me decide what things to focus on. Well, I think that creative thinkers... I think thinkers. um, I think creative thinkers... I think you thinker. Get distracted. (laughs) Get distracted by their own thoughts. Which, you know, I do as well. I have creative ideas. I just think that yours is a little more extroverted. And people hear your random creative ideas. Yeah, they do. They don't hear mine. I keep (laughs) most of mine to myself and then I filter them. And then even when I do a lot of like creative things, I don't want people to see them. So like you are like a textbook TJ. It's ridiculous. (laughs) But um yeah, I just it you get distracted by your own thoughts. Oh, I have this creative thought. Oh, wait, no, I want to do this. Wait, no, I want to do that. I think if you wanted to find a creative doer who was not necessarily a creative thinker, where I think that's kind of, I don't know, that might be rare to have me only either or, but I think that would mostly be artisans, wouldn't it? Like people who are good at executing things in the way they've already been designed to be done. See, I have trouble actually following instructions and doing things that have been specifically outlined exactly how to do like, them. like, what if I can do it this way, though? Like, what about this way? It's not only just that. It's just that, I don't know. It's like I have a disability. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, for example, in high school chemistry, in theory, I understood it. I, I could get the questions right on the test and everything. I had that periodic table pretty well memorized. Um, but then when we actually did our labs, my test results were always the anomaly, the outlier (laughs) as from everybody else's because I thought I was following the instructions, but I must have done something wrong along the way in, in the practical steps. And that's why you're better at like cooking random food, taking random ingredients and putting it together, you know, and... You were horrible at baking because that's chemistry, which requires, you know, very specific directions and combinations. I like chemistry. I like baking. And I've never been able to, like, look at all the random crap in the fridge and be like, oh, I can, you know, make this random saute jambalaya. I like (laughs) guidelines. Like... (laughs) <laughs> not just, even a he, thing he, a saute jumbo definitely not <laughs> I'll look up recipes but I almost never have all the ingredients they say or sometimes the thing they want me to do would take like 
three hours to marinate something? I'm hungry yeah. now. So, <laughs> so yeah, a lot I've, of times when I marinate, it's like so, dip it in there and then throw it on. The so I'll find a short slapping it against the sauce. I'll find a shortcut or a different ingredient that will do just as well. I think, and it's usually just fine, or sometimes even better. I think. Um. So next question. I well, okay. We have a lot of thoughts on creative thinkers and creative doers, but we do need to, you know, cover some other questions and not ramble quite as much. (laughs) (laughs) We'll still have questions. I'll ask all the questions next month. Yeah, we can always rely on (laughs) asking. You're welcome. All right, fine. Let's ask all these questions. All right. Lyrics versus melody. What inspires your music? Well, let me tell you. As <laughs> just kidding, I am not good at writing music or songs. Yeah. So, Aston, <laughs> lyrics versus melody. What inspires your music? Funny thing is, I haven't actually. I've only written one song for our band, and it wasn't ever published. And the lyrics were just junk. And I was kind of just like, we need to make something original. And so I just threw whatever the heck together. But I actually have probably a hundred or so what I call lyrics on my phone that are actually, I guess you could say poems, but the way, again, like how I format it and put it together, there's like an intro, a verse, and chorus in my mind. Uh, I just haven't put music to it. So I would have to say lyrics because really that's just my outlet of just making something that I call lyrics. I've written lots of songs and it makes Tawny want to rip her own heart out when she listens to them. <laughs> Why? I'm not a good singer. Um, I'm very off-key, or at least inconsistent with my key. And <laughs> I'm not good at making up music. Like, I'll make up the words first and then try to make it fit music because mm-hmm. tunes do not come readily to me. Um, I think that's actually harder. I also cannot play any instrument other than the flute. <laughs> I mean, why so not? So all you need to why do is flute? learn how to beatbox and flute at the same time. For I mean, when I write music, I always write the melody first. Or I write the music first and then the lyrics because she's a real musician. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's easier that way. Mm-hmm. There's been very few times where I've written lyrics first. Although sometimes I'll come up with, like, a verse... And then I write music that I feel like fits the mood of the lyrics, and then I put the rest of the lyrics in after the the music is written. Because I think it's it's just easier to do that, because you kind of know what the mood is from the song. And then when you're listening to the music, like the instrumental part of it, you you start to like see what it's about. You mm-hmm. don't have to try and fit, like notes and chords and stuff like that to the lyrics that you already created and yeah i'm sure that's easier except for the part where you have to like learn how to play the guitar first <laughs> yes so what i was doing for fom was i downloaded this really old windows program what that is was FOM? in ba- oh it's um february uh, something that starts with A, something that starts with W, and something that starts with M. Uh-huh, <laughs> Basically, uh-huh. you write a song every day of the month in February and post it on this website. Got, well, like uh, every two days. You try to write 14 songs in February. Oh, gotcha. And so I wrote more than usual. I wrote like four or five. 
this year. <laughs> you had a very short video. Overachiever here. I hadn't tried to do it in years. I only ever did it because my friend Rochelle does it every year. And so I was like, oh, I'll support you. And I it's forget. fun. And people actually listen and comment and leave you feedback even when it's blatantly horrible. Like mine were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was one song that I thought like had potential and there was one really weird one I wrote that I thought would actually sound cool if somebody who could sing sang it but it sounded bad because I sang it and then a rap song I wrote one day when I couldn't think of anything else and I thought it was kind of funny but I'm too embarrassed to let Tawny listen to it <laughs> but I think when you learn, like, just me, she'll post it online for the whole <laughs> world to hear. Yeah. But she won't let me hear it. I'm serious. Tawny makes me feel way more small than the whole internet. <laughs> That's because wow. I'm super blunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unlike the internet. <laughs> all those These strangers all are those so nice to Internet me. trollers <laughs> have nothing on me. Internet trollers? Trolls. <laughs> yeah. Um, words. <laughs> Let's get into that <laughs> etymological debate. No. Aw. <laughs> so, um, Aston, would you like to choose the next question? Can I actually choose it? Yeah. I'm just going to skip through a lot of these. I like this one, and I have strong opinions about it. Are emojis idiotic or brilliant? I liked this question, too, because I really dislike emojis. Oh my gosh, we're going to argue. But I do think that they're brilliant. Ah, okay, we're not going to argue. So, (laughs) I don't like using them myself. Um, I do think that, especially if you have different devices, they will appear different. Oh, I hate that. Um, Oh, it's so annoying. And so they can be easily misinterpreted. Mm -hmm. I have a solution for that. And I do think that they're overused. A lot of people use them... It, it, sometimes I'll get someone who says something and it's like a smiley face. Just a regular smiley face. And honestly, it's more confusing to me because oh it God, can come it can come across as condescending. <laughs> yeah. Or it, it can come yeah. across as I'm, you know, friendly. Or it can come across as this message was like really blunt, but I'm trying to make it a little less like that's usually how I harsh. Use it. Yep. Same. And yeah, generally, that's how I use it. <laughs> it's been getting harder on Twitter to tell, though, because people keep using them sarcastically, and then sometimes they're doing it in the way that make it seem less blunt, but you can't tell if they're using it sarcastically or not, and there's all these layers now to the smiley face. I prefer emoticons. Um, I think that they suit my personality better, and I think that they are very, they're like a lot more obvious in what they mean. Internet hipster. Mm, yeah, basically. <laughs> What an internet hipster. I just like... I think it's, um... Sorry. (laughs) I read something, or, like, saw something where they were talking about the difference between them and, and, like, culture, so... Emoticons are kind of, you know, a Japanese thing. And, um... The way they are, they focus more on, like, the eyes... Mm-hmm. And those display the emotions versus our, like, emojis are more focused on the mouth to display mm-hmm. the emotion. Yeah. And I think that I, I don't know, relate more to the eyes displaying the emotion. I mean, that explains some of the emojis I choose. I think the ones I use the most are, like, instead of the shocked face, 
I will usually use that one where the eyes are just slightly bigger and the little O for mm. the mouth. Um, I am so happy with the latest Android update to the emojis because the the uh, rolling eyes emoji looked like someone just kind of smirking before. Mm-hmm. But now it actually looks like someone rolling their eyes. But if you still have the old emojis, just download the Emojify app. <laughs> Um, because if you're trying to text someone who has an iPhone, you can just type in the emoji and it'll show you what it's going to look like on their phone. That is way too much work. (laughs) I only would do it when it was very important that the proper tone be conveyed. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was very resistant for the longest time, even in using emoticons. And it was fine because most of the people I would talk to didn't use emoticons. This was back in like the late 2000s. Well, you mean the mid, like mid, the late aughts, <laughs> before the 2000 teens, um, you know, back in the instant messaging days, mm-hmm. I didn't really use really smiley faces or anything that much, but, uh, <laughs> like a lot of people, a lot more people were kind of snobby about it back then. And I guess I was one of them, but I also just felt like, didn't feel back then like I needed them to convey my meaning and now it's like I've had to start doing it because so many people seem to require them that I've now gotten used to including them at least I I mean I've started by adjusting my use of them depending on who I was talking to if I thought this person is not going to know that I mean this with levity unless I use a smiley face because they use lots of smiley faces But I was also resistant to it because I felt like the only people who left lots of smiley faces at the ends of their texts were, like, really dumb guys who were very bad at flirting. (laughs) Yeah, that's part of the, when you're talking about being confusing, I'm like, yeah, if you use the wrong emoji, it can be very confusing. But I just consider it as its own little language, and so it's all about how you use it. I and you can make sure that you're not using it wrong that's <laughs> or <what I> vague. <laughs> Is that it's like a little, its own language. No, that that part I like. So that's the brilliant part. Because mm-hmm. it's like modern hieroglyphics. It's really not yeah. anything new. Yeah. So I I think that we should ask the question that's related to this. Um, define yourself using four emojis. Since we're already in this topic... Define ourselves. Oh, I didn't have time to think of this. I didn't see it. <laughs> I can go first since I am prepared. Because oh, shut up! I have... She's staring at the questions. <laughs> because no, you guys listen. No, for <laughs> my my work chat, I have four emoticons saved because I use them that often. Oh, I'll just check my frequently used ones. So I'm just going to, and they do perfectly describe me. The first one is, they're emoticons, not emojis, but they're what I use. Cheating. And the first one is the little emoji that's like throwing sparkles and is excited. <laughs> and What? <laughs> I use that a lot when I'm like really excited about something. Then the second one is the one I use the most, and that is the shrugging emoticon, mm-hmm. where it's just, you know, that slanty, I don't know, face. And the one I keep borrowing from you, I'm like, yeah. it's not in my clipboard anymore, Tani, I need it. You know you can save them to your clipboard, like lock them in your clipboard. I don't know how to do things. I'll Teach me how to you do later. things. So, and then the third one is like the weird kind of creepy, mm-hmm. like cool f- emoticon. What? <laughs> I don't cool? know. Cool? I don't, 
I don't know. It makes this sound. <laughs> and then the third one is a bear talk like um That's a bear? Flipping a table. It's the flipping a table emoticon. Oh yeah, nice. that one I mean, that one makes sense. So I think the ones oh. that are the most me are the shrugging and the flipping You're a table. You're talking about emoticons? Yeah, she was not talking no, about emojis. No, I'm saying cuz I use those. I don't use emojis like ever. Except for, I use the thumbs up, but that's mainly for work. So, thumbs up. Yeah, I definitely use thumbs up a lot. I also use the, I do the combination of the sunglasses one, and then two, like, pointing, so it's finger guns. Mm. That's a good one. Um, are you ready? I guess. I'm gonna kind (laughs) of wing it here. I... That is how podcasts go. If I'm, I'm gonna kind of combine the ones I use the most... With the ones I think that that I think uh, describe me, I use the nerd emoji a lot, mm-hmm. especially if it's something I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I use the angry miffed face quite a bit, usually sarcastically or like as a joke, being fake angry. I use the upside down smiley face when I am complaining in a happy tone. <laughs> I never... I don't oh, understand no, that one at I all. I do that a lot, actually. <laughs> like, I use... The upside-down smiley face actually is probably the emoji I use the most. I don't think that's even that's the intended face. meaning for the upside-down smiley face, but that's what it looks like to me. Like, sure am glad I tripped and fell down the stairs today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I use that a lot when I'm, like, complaining about, I don't know work stuff or like the dumb things that people (laughs) say in general like in life um and then i guess number four would probably be the smiling with the sweat drop (laughs) yes that is my most used probably i use heart eyes sometimes when i'm trying to fit in i don't know (laughs) you try to be cool never use the heart eyes one like I'm gonna like try and fit in with the cool girls on Instagram so, right now. <laughs> I think you're listening more than four. No, that was four. Sweaty, um, <laughs> upside down. No, miffed face. Miffed and nerd. That's all I said. And hard eyes. No, that was my runner-up for when I'm trying to be cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Aston. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's sweaty, but yeah, the the laughing one with the one sweat. That's I use that a lot. And then the one that's has in my Android phone. Has the little hand in an L shape thinking. I use that a lot normally to judge people. And like she was saying, the one that's kind of rolling the eyes, but on Android it's not actually. It's more of a smirk. I use that one a lot. And let me see the other one. I just realized we have our own separate smirk one now. Where? Right here next to the eye rolly one. Mm. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go on. I think that, yeah, that's the one I use. I use a smirk. And... Last one is the crying one, but not the full-on bawling one, just the single tear. Oh my gosh. I can't believe... Ugh. I need... I need seven. <laughs> what do you Because I now? use this one the most. The squinty eye one. No, I was gonna <laughs> say, like, if I could add a fifth, it would be the squinty, where it's just, like, dashes for the eyes and the mouth. That yeah. one I usually just type out using dashes and underscores. Yeah, Same. that's... Yeah. I... I don't know. I just don't use emoticons. It's like I forget to. And I mean, I don't use emojis. I use emoticons. My most common emoticon is semicolon dash semicolon. What does that even mean? Like crying. 
I use the um, the at symbol and then like an underscore in the at symbol for when I'm like mainly when I did something really stupid or like or I'm like oh no what have I done or like I'm surprised at something anyway I think that we've I like that spent way too long on it. this emojis Plum conversation the of all emoji they made a whole movie about it <laughs> and it was terrible and no one you saw it you watched it I no, okay. I just said no one saw it. And so I saw stop. it. <laughs> it was terrible. Like I said, no one saw it. Was it terrible? I watched it when I was dog sitting at Alex's. That's not an excuse. Was it terrible? I wasn't giving you an excuse. I was giving you facts. <laughs> um, it wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. It was kind of cute. Okay. <laughs> so you're in like the 11% of people who liked it on the tomato meter. Asia, I definitely didn't care enough to check Rotten Tomato. Asia, would you like to ask the next question? The next question? <sighs> Why are we only using your list of questions? I, yeah, you can, yours. You I'm have your own order. stuff on your computer. Yeah. I, those are on here. Oh. oh my god. Yours looks just well, so pretty. And not full of crap on your screen for some reason. This is the difference between Asia and I. We have (laughs) both of our computers in front of us. And mine is all organized with check boxes for each question. And Asia's is like... And there's literally crap on the screen. (laughs) Okay, this is organized... It's actually a smudge. I've got little wavy lines to delineate the, uh, sef- the section. Ooh, please, stop, please stop touching your screen. It's hurting me. <laughs> uh, oh, no. And you broke it. <laughs> That's what you deserve. So, Asia, are you going to ask the next question? No, I'm too She's angry. incapacitated. Okay. Our next question is from Zach. Hello, Zach. What are the words people commonly mispronounce? <gasps> oh, no. Misspell. I just exited Slash out. misspell. See, it's revolting because you're a terrible laptop user. Can I ask the question? No. <laughs> Not while we're fighting. Quit. This is why we didn't have you on the podcast sooner. <laughs> because you knew we were... You guys fight all the time. You can't blame it on the me. The check marks were partially my, my idea. <laughs> That's debatable. No, they weren't. I was already doing the checkboxes yeah, before you said but it. But then while you were doing them, I said, hey, you should do checkboxes. So, <laughs> congratulations, you came up with the idea after I was already doing it. Yeah, that's so, like 99% of human innovation. <laughs> example of creative thinking and creative doing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask this next question since Asia won't do it because she's too upset that we were making no, fun I of her do it. Evernote. I want to do it. Strategy. I want to do it. Organization. <laughs> it's my turn. Fine. Go. <laughs> what are the words? Oh, this this question comes from Zach. What are the words people commonly mispronounce or misspell that annoy you? So I have my answer. All right. I cannot stand when people say accurate or inaccurate. It's accurate. It drives me insane that people say the word accurate inaccurately. <laughs> accurate. <laughs> or what about um mispronu- mispronunciation? <laughs> mispronunciation. Oh, Ooh, yeah. It's <laughs> I've never heard that till now. And it or hurt when me. people misspell misspell. Spell, no, that's different. We're so the irony hurts you the most. No, because it says we're talking mispronounced or misspelled. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's right through in front of you. 
Oh, man. Um, I... I don't have one. I don't know. I started talking. <laughs> Aston, do you have um, Do you have one? I do. What and I hear talking? a lot. People, instead of saying specific... <gasps> Pacific? They say Pacific. Oh, Expresso! I just was watching a video last night, and someone was talking about Espresso, and I was like, oh my god. Nightmare! <gasps> that sounds nightmare. like a nightmare. <laughs> you never heard that one. Tawny, last night I was in the woods, and I heard some woofs oh. howling. <laughs> I know I heard you brought this up once. Terrible. They probably never went to school. <laughs> I hate when people say probably. Probably? No. <laughs> I probably... They probably... I say probably. I spell it. I write P-R-O-L-L-Y. There is one word that I mispronounce that it just comes out sometimes. Um, actually two words. Kiwi. I say Kiwi. What? That's our sister's name. (laughs) No, it's not. And volume. I say volume. Yeah, me too. My mom's been making fun of me for that since I was a kid. Like, Vape's mom. Every time I'd say volume, she'd be like... Ha ha ha, it's volume. And I'd be like, ha ha ha, volume. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. So. What about supposedly? Oh, no. There's just, there's too <laughs> so many. many. <laughs> so many. What about our, uh, your name, Tony? When people mispronounce or misspell my name. Tony. True. People call me Tony. Or, and the way they can spell it. There's so many variations. Like T-O-N-N-I or T-O-N-I or T-A-W-N-Y or T-A-W-N-I-E. Like, it's just really frustrating. But, you know, I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. But also frustrated. Same. <laughs> wow. Conclusive. Story of my life. Yeah, I think we all Story have kind of, of weird life. names. Yep. Don't sing that <laughs> I was going to stop at just don't sing, and then I felt bad. (laughs) No, everyone's going to know she was right. (laughs) I am mean. (laughs) Okay, Aston, would you like to ask the next question? Okay. Do I I actually get to pick? Sure. like asking. I was thinking about happening tonight. I forgot about the pure volume of puns that were going to happen. Volume. <laughs> uh, that's not a pun, so it's fine. Here's, here's a good one. Who is your go-to person for advice giving? Also from Zach. Uh, Dead silence. We only ask ourselves yeah. and podcasts. Who needs advice? I'm generally the person people go to for advice uh yeah i ask tawny for advice (laughs) i I think that i'm just very good at just being the voice of reason and logical and even if i care about the person and i do consider their emotions i'm like but here's the reality of the situation and I'm trying to think. For the people who can't to. see, because this is a podcast, Tawny's currently holding a Nobel Prize and a flag <laughs> is waving behind her. <laughs> I'm sorry. You get all the awards. So I don't think I so much ask for advice, per se, but like when I'm trying to figure something out, uh, and I've got a few things running through my head and I'm trying to choose, sometimes I'll just walk downstairs to Tawny's apartment and kind of peek in the window 
until she sees <laughs> me. And then I slowly open her door and I stand in the doorway and then she yells at me to shut her door. And then she's like, what do you want? And I'm like, I was just thinking. <laughs> you guys think that this is like an exaggerated little story, but this is exactly how it goes. And it's, you know, I wouldn't care as much, but I work at home, and it's, it's very frustrating when people think that I'm not working, and so, or they don't care because I'm at home, and they're okay. like, I'm just going to come in and interrupt. But sometimes you're not working. So the other, a few weeks ago, I went down there, and it was nighttime, but it wasn't, like, late. It was, like, 9 o'clock, and... I go down there, and as I'm walking down the stairs, I can see in Tawny's window that she's, like, watching Netflix <laughs> or something. <laughs> and then I get to... YouTube. By the time I get to the door, it's pitch black in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I open the door, and I'm like, you're not asleep! <laughs> and she's like, dang it. <laughs> go away! Ghosting your own sister, please. <laughs> I was watching a video that was about to be over, and so I just turned off my phone because I didn't want her to come in and keep me awake for another hour, which, which I did. did. <laughs> and was that the night I wouldn't leave until you watched another Vine compilation video? That's on me. my Twitter. <laughs> this happens a lot. So, Aston, what about you? Who's your go-to person for advice giving? Also, I wanted to say I do go to... I talk to myself. <laughs> Please, Which talk. obviously, I'm trying obviously. to. I'm trying to. I can't edit this in a way that makes you sound humble. Nope. <laughs> no, it's not even like a, I. It's mm-hmm. it's like I. I never end up going to people because I talk to myself too much. It's not a good thing. I think it's also because it's, if you went to people for advice, I, they would know that you don't know everything, and that's unacceptable. <laughs> Maybe. Wow. <laughs> Aston gets his advice from my Twitter account. Um, generally do the opposite of whatever you say. <laughs> it works out pretty well so far. No. Um, I'm an only child, so I can't go to a brother or sister and annoy them for that. But my mom, they live with my mom, she gives me advice whether I want it or not. Oh, well, yeah, same. Because that's just parents. And then I have one or two friends I'll go to, and then they'll tell, tell me the truth. And a few of them I asked, like, very specific questions to. And it's like, I don't want to pretend like I know myself that well. And so <laughs> I need to make sure I get a second opinion. And so I'll go to them and they'll tell me, like... And it's, even if it's like I haven't talked to them in a while or anything, I'll just be like, this specific question. And they'll be like, yes or no. And that's all I really need. And it's very helpful. I just figured out where I actually get most of my advice. Forums. Old forums. I Google in my question, and then I read through lots and lots of threads until I find the answer I wanted to hear. That's... That's not a person. (laughs) That's healthy. Lots of people. So I actually just thought of... I mean, it's it's not really going specifically for advice, but I have two close friends, Sharon and Romy, who we have a group chat, and we pretty much talk every day, and each of us post... Um, You know, when we, like, talk about, like, the crazy things that happen, or we will... I like to get second opinions because, you know, How to keep I'm not always right. And sometimes, you oh. know, it's good to have emotional friends that will help remind me. 
This is how you have emotions. How the rest of the world thinks. Well, I could do that if you didn't keep locking your door. No, you're uh, different. What? Uh, well, yeah. That's just, what people tell me. Just, imagine, <laughs> just imagining Tawny talking to herself and then just like acting like a robot, be like, processing, processing. Yeah, also not an exaggeration. <laughs> Only a little. All right, let's move on. Okay, so I'm going to choose this one because it is yeah, specifically it. directed at me which is ask Tony if she still says ew when she meets ISFJs parentheses she did this to me the first time we met I have since then found out I'm an ISFP Tony this look is what also you did to this poor girl poor boy Zach <laughs> poor girl this is Zach by the way who I don't really recall saying ew I just remember being like, oh. It sounds plausible. Oh. <laughs> no, um, I don't, I don't know why I would do that because I have a few ISFJ friends and we always get along, so I don't, I don't know. I don't say that, I guess. But that's interesting to know, interesting to know, Zach, that you're an ISFP. I also get along well with ISFPs. I like them. I think the reason I might have said that previously Stop it. Every time we start to talk about personality types, Ashton goes to sleep. <laughs> but because of his personality type. Yeah. What is my personality it's type? It's probably just the worst one because, <laughs> you know, there's some personality types that are superior. That's what we believe. Do you think Aston's an ISTJ? I think he looks like he could be secretly related to Shan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what... Um, his friends told me he was a I'm long secret. time ago. Oh, really? They don't know yeah. me that well. I'm secretly a level 7 rogue thief. Yeah, okay. Are you lawful good or lawful neutral? Mm, lawful? No one's lawful, please. <laughs> it's all about that... Chaos? Yeah, it's all about that chaotic good. Everybody's chaotic good. I'm lawful good. No, you are. No, no. I know, I'm not. I'm, um... What's the one dead center on top. I always test as that. Uh, neutral good? Yeah, that one. Okay. I sometimes test as true neutral when I'm not, when I'm in a bad place. Sure, like chaotic. <laughs> okay. Chaotic good. What is yeah. that scale even called? I think that's what I would be. You're not chaotic. Or, what are the options? I don't even know. What is that even called? I forget. I'm pretty sure it's like for D&D &D or something. No, yeah. but there's a name for it. It's not oh. the D&D &D scale. Sure it is. Thing chart. The alignment system. Alignment. Alignment. Ooh. Let's waste a bunch of time on this. <laughs> Yee. So, so there's lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good, lawful neutral, true neutral, chaotic neutral, lawful evil, neutral evil, and chaotic evil. <sighs> So sometimes when I'm feeling like a bad person, I'll take this test, and if I get neutral good, I'll be like, okay, good, I'm not as bad as I thought I was. <laughs> so this one says Luke Skywalker's neutral good. That's pretty good. I think I'm, like, chaotic neutral. You think you're Han Solo. <laughs> you're lawful neutral. You're C-3PO. <laughs> I am not C-3PO. Since they have the picture of 3PO, I'm going to have to go with that one. I honestly think I sometimes not, go into lawful good, and I am straight up Yoda. I'm Ow. not lawful. <laughs> That's Ow. the thing. Well, when Very my OCD kicks in, I don't lawful. like. Okay. I I only listen to rules that make sense. <laughs> So that's a true neutral. It's yeah, you're close to neutral. So you're that 
You're that guy. I'm the nasty, weird, flying bug elephant. Mind tricks don't work on me. Only money. Oh, man. I totally forgot his name. It doesn't matter, because I just did that killer impression. (laughs) (laughs) It's the slave guy who owns Anakin and his mother. I forget. I don't know his name, though. Yeah. Since people can't see it. Anyway, um, Asia, what's your favorite musical? Oh, gosh. (sighs) I can't choose. This is a bad question. Because Asia loves musicals. Mm. I love musicals. Oh, man. Somebody, please, just buy me all the Broadway tickets. Um, I don't think I have a favorite. I've been watching a lot of ones from, like, off-Broadway shows lately. Like, the ones that are more for teenagers. Um, and I love them. I really, obviously, like listening to Hamilton. I don't think I'll ever get to see it. Who's that obvious to? People who like musicals. It's obvious to them. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just kind of like. I mean, I won't say I like all of them, but I haven't. There's a lot. There are a lot that I haven't seen yet. So it, I just pick one, please. <laughs> I just told you several. How much you want to I'm invest? I'm just going to go with Hamilton. On a computer. <laughs> Hamilton is not my favorite. I don't think. Do you ever watch musicals, Aston? Nope. Have you ever watched any? Yes. What? High school. Oh my god. And oh boy. That's why you don't like musicals. What's your get favorite Get your head musical? in the game. You gotta get your, get your, get your head in the game. Gotta get uh, your, get your, get your, get your head in the game. I, <laughs> I think the most recent one I watched was Chicago. I really like Chicago. I've watched it a bunch. Um, and I like Phantom Come of the on, Opera. Baby, I'm trying to think. There's another one that I'm not thinking of. (laughs) Oh, well. Woo! I'm not like a huge... I don't love musicals. Connie will not listen to any of the musicals. Okay, here's the thing. I hate listening to musical music. Then watch them with me. I will watch... I like watching musicals. Oh, really? But I don't like... Just the music on its own. Like, I don't like listening to show tunes and music. Musical I music. do, because you can sing Stop along. Falling asleep. I wasn't. I was looking at the questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right. So, Aston, who's the best vacuum repairman, you know? Wait! <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> okay, that was dramatic for no, no reason. The reason I was saying wait is because the favorite musical question reminded me of the earlier question about lyrics versus melody, and what I was going to say back then <laughs> was that it, I, I had to choose lyrics or melody. I always choose lyrics because what's most important to me in a song is the story, and that's why I love musicals, because they're all storytelling. Anyway, continue. Mm. Gotcha. Hmm. <laughs> so, Aston, who's the best vacuum repairman you know? Of all the one that I know, I'm going to have to say Zach with... I'm doing jazz hands. Insert name of his business here. He sure does. I absolutely will job. not insert the name of his business <laughs> until I see some moolah in my Patreon. <laughs> As I get on it. Okay. Zach is not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
right, we have one question from Sean. Would you like to ask that question? Sean Nelson, thank you for submitting a question at the last second. It's the best. That's debatable whether it's the Sean best Lock. or not. Sean asks, if you had one song to listen to before you die, what would it be? I would <laughs> choose <laughs> the Peter and the Wolf because it's so stinking long. So you would never die because <laughs> the song is so long? <laughs> no, no, no. I would choose... The entire opera, the the ring. Is that what it's called? The opera ring? It's called the ring, I think. It's the one that has the Valkyrie. Because you're afraid your last song will be copyrighted. No, because it's like a nine-hour opera. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Going for the long one, gotcha. <laughs> and you, Aston? I'm going to have to choose from my favorite band, Death Cat for Cutie. What Sarah said, because in that song it talks about love is watching someone die. So anybody who's there is going to be like, oh, that's very applicable. He's dying right now. And then you'll, so you'll play the song that will make everyone around you the saddest they could possibly be. Aston is currently very, wearing a Death Cab for Cutie t-shirt. Yep. <laughs> All according to my brand. <laughs> very on brand. Uh, I, uh, it's a very, it's a hard question because I like lots of music, but I think one of my favorite songs and something that I think would go well with this with the situation is um oh actually no sorry hold on while you find that I'm gonna change my answer to you're older than you've ever been and now you're even older and now you're even older Shh, we can't get rights for that <laughs> um what's it called oh it's called on the nature of daylight oh my gosh and it is by Max Richter, and it is the song that plays in the beginning of the movie Arrival and at the end, and it's just like, it just... That movie is so good. It sounds like sadness and death, and I feel <laughs> like it would be perfect for that moment. So, and it's on, it's like one of my favorite, like, pieces of music. So. Changed my answer again to, um, stop! Get this party started. <laughs> <laughs> or, as, as my coffin's being lowered, we'll be like, it's going down. <laughs> I feel like you're just gonna have your iPod on shuffle and be like, guys, hold on, wait, wait, hold on. I'm not dead yet, hold Apple on. Apple bottom, Next one. jeans, jeans, boots with, with the, the fur. fur. With the fur. The whole funeral parlor was looking Can at her. <laughs> she hit the floor. Next thing you know, Shorty was dead, dead, dead. Okay, all right, cool. Um, <laughs> so we have some questions from somebody else who still remains a mystery to us. Twitter user, um, somebody else. Yeah, apparently Especially not Aston. Not yeah, me. so he claims. <laughs> Um, if you had all the money in the world, what would you do first? What would you do first? Obviously, I am now the ruler of the world. So, <laughs> everybody would have to wear the same thing, and wear the same facial expression, and make the same amount of money, and then everyone would be happy. Um, are you the <laughs> evil government in the book I'm writing? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. So, Aston. 
Well, it's kind of obvious, but I would make it rain until I couldn't make it rain anymore. Oh, okay. And not because I'd run out of money, but because my arms Global would get warming. tired. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't rain, I can't rain anymore. So if you have all the money in the world, does that mean you have endless money, but other people still have money? Or does that mean you have everyone's money? If I had... And every- nobody else has any money. If I had everyone's money, I would just redistribute it evenly. And then everyone would call me communist, and I'd be like, okay, shut up and take your money. <laughs> shut up and take my money. <laughs> I have it, you have it, now we all seriously have an equal footing here. Now, and let's see what go. happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably, that's one thing. But if it was, like, endless money? Yeah. Then, okay, I wouldn't want to flood the economy, but I would probably still give money to key causes. Um, I would also, like, pay someone to build us a better house. The question is, what would you do first? Not list all of the things that you would do. You know I don't pay attention to those details. (laughs) Especially when she's looking still at your computer and not hers on her list. I just listed a bunch of different things that I might do first. Okay, well, (laughs) good enough. So you would make it rain. Mm -hmm. Asia would donate to charity. Yeah. How good of you. What would I do first? Or buy a car, I pay would, that car to drive around while I make it rain. Uh, I'd probably, like, buy either cars or houses for everyone in my family. First that, person to mention other people, thing. good job. <laughs> no, that's the second thing <laughs> that I was going to do is, like, just buy mom a house. Yeah. That's on, done. Like, on the beach. Yeah. Also myself a house on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I would, it's just, I would travel. Well, that'd be the second thing I would do. I'd make sure everything at home is settled, and all the people are taken care of, and then I'd, like, travel the world. I'd fix my nose. And I would buy the camera that I want, and, like, take really cool photos on my travels. Um, There we go. I'd have Tawny assassinated. (laughs) Wow. Who would you go to for advice, then? escalated quickly. It doesn't matter. Now I have your money. She's like, who needs advice when you have money? Why would you need my money if you have all the I money in don't. the world? I don't. That's why it's really evil. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Another question from somebody else. What would you say to your eight-year-old self? Oh, my gosh. Quit being such a nerd. So annoying. I would have been like, Tawny, it's okay. Be as nerdy as you want. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when I was Should eight... I told myself to keep up the crunches. When I was eight, I was in, like, the worst throes of my OCD. Like, oh. so that was my life. Every single day was just very, very stressed out all the time. So I don't even know if there's anything I could have told myself that would have helped. But, except maybe I just would have been like, hey... This will get better in a couple years, so it's not forever, and that might have relieved me a little bit, but I think that's honestly the best I could have possibly done at the time, because there was no actual reasoning with me back then. Well, that would have been nice to tell yourself then. You're doing the best you can right now. Yeah, I guess so. And you? I would probably say (laughs) I wasn't really bullied that much, but still, like, people were jerks, and so I'd have been like, hey... People are going to be jerks for your entire school <laughs> self up until 12th grade. You're just going to have to deal with it and make sure you appreciate people in your life because you never know 
they're always going to be there, so just keep that in mind. Be grateful for what you have. Yeah. I, I think I really would have told myself to, like, speak up, basically. There was a lot of scenarios when I was a kid. I mean, I was super shy. Still kind of am, but I've gotten over a lot of it. And But it took a lot longer than it should have or that, that I wish it would have taken. So just being able to speak up, you know, in scenarios where I saw other people being made fun of in school or myself mm. or, you know, even just participating in my classes um, and just being able to speak up for myself and other people would have been really nice mm -hmm. at a younger age. I always think back, and a lot of the situations that still bother me from when I was a kid were scenarios where I didn't say anything. Yeah. So I think that's what I would have said. I might as also say. have told myself, like, something on, along the lines of the fact that all kids are mean, and mm -hmm. even you are accidentally mean sometimes, and you'll realize that later. <laughs> and when you're all adults, most of you are going to be much nicer, so just don't take any of this too seriously. Because, so, last year, I happened to, like, talk to this girl who was in a group, she wasn't super mean to me, she was mean a couple times, I thought, but her f group of friends were sometimes very mean to me and she saw something that I posted on Facebook where I was you know not blasting anybody but like you know sometimes things could have been hard in elementary school and I sometimes felt like I didn't fit in or blah 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 and when I saw her in real life she was like that just broke my heart like I didn't realize you felt that way back then and you know talking to her what I realized is I really felt like a victim back then, but when I really look at it objectively, I honestly, first of all, had some of it coming. I was just being ob obnoxious, but also I realized we were, they were all just dumb kids, and I was mm -hmm. a dumb kid, and like we just didn't have that empathy thing locked down quite yet, and we were all figuring it out, so... Definitely would have tried to convey that to my eight-year-old self. <laughs> I think it helped that I had two older sisters who had already been going through a lot of this before me, but I was pretty well aware that we were all just dumb kids. And I hated <laughs> school for that fact. I was, like, very aware that we were all dumb kids and I was like you're all so dumb I'm dumb I want to be older so I can stop being dumb I wanted to be a kid forever <laughs> and <are>. I <laughs> I'm a Toys R Us kid alright and then it closed I know Asia would you like to ask the next question uh, if you were to build something to put a laser fence around what would it be myself how would, you, how would you get your food delivered to you, then? Wait, you would build yourself? No, I would... Oh, you're right. <laughs> I didn't interpret the question correctly. Uh, a wall around myself. <laughs> okay, how would you get food delivered to you? Walls can have doors, Aston. It's we don't a laser really, fence. We don't really have much food delivered to us, anyway. 
You have gaps that food can fit in the country. <laughs> Make burger shaped holes in the yeah. fence. Roundtable put like a black us like on their blacklist of people who they won't deliver to anymore because we live too far out in the country and the hill we is too. them hard. a couple times. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "We're not coming back." <laughs> so okay, Asia would protect herself. <laughs> the laser fence, fence. So something, I'm assuming, that's supposed to be precious and kept away from things. And something that you build. I know. A laser factory. (laughs) I don't. And then you just continue putting more and more laser fences around each laser fence. And it's endless until the whole world is covered in laser fences. I would export a bunch of those laser pens, but when you use it and shine it on a wall, it spells out, help, I'm trapped in a laser factory. (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) No No one else is allowed to answer this question. No idea. I have no idea. If you were to build something... Not even goofs. They're not even coming. I just don't... I can't imagine myself being able to build something that (laughs) valuable enough to guard with a laser fence. Aw, Tawny, you're not totally stupid. I'm not stupid, I just... Aw, Tawny. Shut up! Aw, Tawny. (laughs) My construction skills are just, you know... Non-existent. <laughs> I've built some things. I put all the drywall in my music room. Ooh. And stuff. The lightest possible wall. <laughs> it's actually very heavy. <laughs> and I had to cut each piece by hand, not with a saw. Tony, it's obvious what you would put a laser fence around. What would I put a laser fence you around? You would build a house. Yeah. And then you would see me coming on your security camera. <laughs> and I was you would just be say, like, go, go, gadget, laser fence. Yeah. <laughs> if I could build a house, that's what it would be. Like, if I built my perfect house, I would put a laser fence around it. Not to just, not to protect me just against Asia, but other people too. Now, do these lasers just set off an alarm <laughs> or do they slice off your limbs? I'm hoping for the latter. I, yeah, I think it's the latter. I'm hoping for a ladder to get over this fence so a I can ask for a ladder to get over the laser fence. Yeah. What does this remind me of? What mm, movie? The most hilarious thing you've ever Oh, heard. it's a. Uh, what is it? Despicable Me. Mm. Right? It's like the sharks <laughs> and the lasers and everything around his house. The one with Hank Green laser in it? Laser beam. <gasps> Hank Green. Hank Green. I'm trying to think. The one with the squid gun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I really thought it might be him. <laughs> when right. I saw the movie. So there's a, um, another question from somebody else, and it's um, Beep Boop. Yeah, I didn't think you were going to ask this question, <laughs> but um, I would like to answer. Boop Beep Boop 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 Thanks, Aisha. That was insightful. I know. <laughs> And if you ha- if you're not a Patreon yet, <laughs> you definitely should be now. Oh yeah. yeah, I know that was a very convincing argument. You know, I think we originally intended the questions for people to ask to be advice questions. I know, but they only ask us these kind of questions. Yeah, so, so it hopefully, is what it is. Well, if you're listening, <laughs> the next podcast advice questions, guys, because half of these are my people, and I didn't say advice specifically. I actually keep forgetting to ask for specifically advice questions, but I feel like when I do, I don't get any questions. Well, well then you gotta go with what you can get. Yep. I think you have to have enough of, like, a fan yep. base. Beggars can't be choosers. To have, like, 
people kind of anonymously ask, how scandalous was that episode of Dear Hank and John when John admitted that they made up questions? I was going to ask you how you feel about that. I, I feel <laughs> stupid for not doing it myself. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to respond to me, so I might ask somebody to ask me a question. Well, I was like, okay... This makes way more sense. And they're already famous, so they are having trouble getting quality questions. I don't feel so bad anymore. Yeah. I think that we've gotten pretty good questions, at least for this this podcast especially. I liked a lot of these ones. So we have a couple more. Um, Well, Megan, a.k.a. Bagel, a.k.a. the Grumpy Bagel, asks, Which is your favorite Star Trek series and why? The original series... Because it's adorable. <laughs> um, I actually have not watched all of the Star Trek series, so I can't say for sure yet, but I really do enjoy the original series. Um, I've liked it since I was a kid. I remember as a kid, my dad trying to force me to watch other versions of Star Trek or other series, and... I was never interested in them, but then when I saw the original series, I was like, woo! And maybe because I was a kid, I appreciated the cheesiness, but I still appreciate Mm -hmm. it. And I find a lot of the messages in the original series to be kind of hilarious. Mm -hmm. But I also think that there was just, like, a lot of uh, breakthroughs in that series. Oh, yeah, it was groundbreaking. Yeah, so, um, that's why. Aston? (laughs) The con one. The so the original series. Cool. Um, yeah, so The Next Generation was the one that was on when I was a kid growing up, and I was like, excuse me, no. I feel like I did talk about this in the first episode of the podcast. Anyway, have- Voyager was on after school when I was a little older, and so that was the first one I ever actively watched. And then I went back and watched some uh, Next Generation, and I actually kind of liked it. But then, yeah, the original series was really what made me feel like I was actually a Star Trek fan. Hmm. I have a question that I didn't actually show you guys. Oh? <laughs> a mystery question. It would, Actually, it's not even a question. It's just a suggestion, which I asked for specifically from Nick Steed. He says, just to talk about your favorite conspiracy theories. Oh, man. Plus, well, do you have any... So you're, like, looking at conspiracy theories... Oh, don't theories I? ...on your phone right now, so I'll enlighten us with yours, please. So he was like, oh, yeah, look up... The guy who asked this specifically is like, oh, yeah, talk about 9-11. I'm oh. like, that's boring. Have you heard about the one where Avril Lavigne is actually dead? And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, all right, how about the one where we're actually ruled by reptiles? He didn't know about that one either. That's he didn't know about that one? That one's heck of old. So the... For some reason, this is on Time, like an actual article. It looks like the actual Time magazine online. Anyways, this it's called The Reptilian famous. Elite. They are among us. Blood-drinking, flesh-eating, shape-shifting, extraterrestrial reptilian humanoids with only one objective in their cold-blooded little hearts, to enslave the human race. I believe it. They Is are this like our a, leaders. Where Doctor Who got our it? Our corporate executives, our beloved Oscar-winning actors and Grammy-winning singers. And they're responsible for the Holocaust, the Oklahoma City bombings, and the 9-11 attacks. I feel like I first learned about this oh. from Buster Baxter. <laughs> As with the mole people. Oh. You remember that? Yeah. 
Vaguely. I don't think I uh, have any... The Earth is flat, you guys. It's time we all admit it. The Earth is a flat plane covered in chemtrails. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and you were making fun of me for only being 98% sure about the moon landing. <laughs> Let's talk about the moon landing. Are you guys... Do you believe it's happened or didn't I happen? knew it. You didn't listen to the last episode. <laughs> I totally, I haven't listened to that recently. <laughs> also, I zoned out a lot. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tawny's only 98% sure. Yeah. Which is down. Okay, now I remember. Yeah. My, I think the majority of my family doesn't believe it. And it's because all of my family in LA, like, saw that one documentary that's like, ooh, look at it waving and stuff. It's actually on here in the earth. And so, like, all of them don't believe it anymore. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't think the video they took is actually from the moon because I think that would take like a lot more to do, especially that they're live streaming it. Yeah. So I don't think that was real. I think they actually made it in the moon. I don't think they actually recorded it though. Here's why the flat Earth theory is my favorite <laughs> conspiracy mm-hmm. because it's something you hear for the first time and you're like. Okay, haha, funny joke. <laughs> and then you start watching YouTube videos for a laugh. And then you're like, wait, I know this is wrong. Mm-hmm. How are they doing this? Because then it becomes like an exercise in, it's like in a, a social experiment. How do they find a way to twist the facts and words to sound so convincing? over something that is so clearly false. And, like, <laughs> even though you know better, you have to, like, sit and think about it and, like, do some math. And finally, eventually, every time, I or someone else who I'm, like, reading will be like, okay, no, that's why their argument's wrong. But they, like, find a way to trick you for a second. And it's like, even though every time I eventually realize why they're wrong, for a moment, I get a little bit nervous. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, that's scary because not everybody's going to sit down and figure it out. They're just going to watch this video and be like, yeah. I, I've always been a fan of, um, like, alien and mermaid theories or yeah, documentaries. I found a mermaid I, in my sandwich. <laughs> Nessie, our underwater ally. Yeah, I've always liked ones about, like, creatures that don't exist. Um, Bigfoot. But... Especially aliens. Um, I've always been a big sci-fi fan, and when I was a kid, I'd write stories about aliens, I'd draw aliens, and, like, I just loved, and still love, reading stories about it, or, like, I don't know, seeing random pictures or reading articles on, like, all these hidden alien artifacts and stuff like that, or alien bodies or spaceships and stuff like that. I just, like, a lot of it I know is just the worst thing. Like, it's, oh, look, a a plane. It must be a UFO. But it's still just... It's funny to me, and I find it entertaining. You guys, did you know that Paul McCartney is dead and Elvis Presley is alive? <laughs> it's just like, what's his name? Things. Jacob, you were right. <laughs> He's alive. <laughs> and Paul is dead. He is the walrus. <laughs> but also, have you considered that Toby Flenderson is actually the Scranton Strangler? Hmm. I don't know who that is. 
Toby Flenderson? Oh. Get out. Okay, the office. Woo! Well, took me a sec. So we did have another question related to the <laughs> yeah. office. Maybe we should ask it. Or maybe we don't need to because clearly Asia's answer would not be the office. We're related to the Zodiac Killer, according to my father. Yeah. Everybody That's is. my favorite conspiracy theory. That's, there you go. That's a good one to say. Yeah, I just remembered it. <laughs> Um, the Office or Parks and Rec. I'm gonna have to go with The Office because I've seen all of those and I've, I'm still in season one of Parks and Rec. It's taking me a long time to watch. I really like both shows, but for very different reasons. Yeah. Like, (laughs) The Office, I just feel like, is, it just did a really good job in so many ways and it, like, really captures the awkwardness and, like, the cringy feeling of an actual office. (laughs) Yeah, it does. And Parks and Rec, it's funny, but it's not realistic at all. And Parks and Rec Mm. makes me feel less depressed. Yeah, but all the government stuff, the crap that she has to put up with is very, like, wow, this sounds terrible. I'm pretty sure this is how government is. That's the only somewhat accurate part I can imagine, but, like, the rest of it... You know, it's not. We're less likely to end up in that situation as a regular office situation. Yeah. And as a person who has worked in an office that had characters in it (laughs) and weird things that happened. And like office parties. Useless meetings. (laughs) Yeah. um, The office, it was more accurate than I would have hoped. (laughs) Yeah. So what's your preference? Parks and Rec hands in. Cool. I just I haven't Any seen all it. Just it's just so much funnier to me. Like I don't really care how relatable the office is. I've never worked in the office, so maybe that's why I don't care. But like I watched it originally and I saw it faithfully when it was originally airing. But Parks and Rec just like I will laugh so much harder when I'm watching that. I um, I think Parks and Rec is like joke for joke funnier mm-hmm. than The Office. I think The Office is just like. It keeps you hooked with the cringe factor, and it's got, it's not so, like, jokey joke. It's got some jokes, but it's its a different feeling entirely. It's kind of, like, not even something you can totally compare. Yeah. But, like, the, plus the, what you were talking about, the, uh, the type of humor office is very cringy, mm-hmm. and it's like, I can do part of it, but when it gets real bad, like, Scott's Tots... That's, like, the episode everyone just dies at. Because it's like, oh, God, I have to watch this. I almost had to quit watching the show when Kevin dropped that part of joke. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't take it. My heart broke. Mm-hmm. Parks and Rec makes me cringe, but more out of anticipation for, like, I can see how this is, might go wrong. Oh, oh. And she's going to be publicly humiliated. Oh, no. But it usually turns out kind of okay. Yeah. I think Parks and Rec is a little more upbeat and, like, idealistic than The Office is. Um, so I think we just have one more question that we were going to ask. I can't believe you guys went through all the questions. I know, me either. Well, we have a couple that we skipped. Ashton, you better ask a lot of questions next time. (laughs) (laughs) So, what is your dream cast for your favorite book? I meant to think about this. Yeah, this is one that I don't think, I don't know if I could come up with. So here's here's my idea, because I figured we'd be kind of like caught off guard with this one, is we should, we should agree between the three of us on a book we all like. So it's not necessarily our favorite book individually. Okay, before we do that, what is your favorite book? 
I don't have a favorite book. So we need to all choose us a recreational book that we all like. I can name like four books that I've read. I am not a <laughs> prolific reader. All right, well, let's see. There's three John Green and then one that's Series of Unfortunate Events, which I've read the entire series. Series of Unfortunate Events! But I already like the current cast. I know. Yeah, that's true. I haven't even. Cast. I started watching the part of Netflix and it was slow, so. Which John Green so books have you read? I'm assuming Faulkner Stars. Faulkner Stars, Paper Towns, and Abundance of Catherine's. You haven't read Turtles All the Way Down? I, I have it not. It is sitting on my floor. It's about <laughs> Also, Paper Towns <laughs> and The Fault in Our Stars have already been done. Yeah, but like I wouldn't want those people to be those people. Yeah, I guess. Which is the whole point of this question. I just... I, I like The Fault in Our Stars casting. Wait, what was the third one you read? Oh, An Abundance of Catherines. I've read... I've read it. Um... Same. You have not only read four I don't books. think it's gonna work. That's off the top of my head. I haven't read very much. I haven't read like The Hitchhiker's Guide to the what Galaxy. What for school? You, you I read Frankenstein in school, and I actually liked it. Other than that, I didn't like it. I never reading. read Frankenstein. It's pretty cool. How can you get through school without reading more books? I don't understand. I don't remember them. I would. I don't have strong feelings about the other ones. Did you read Of Mice and Men? Like all yeah. freshmen? <laughs> I don't care about that. I mean, I don't... It was not my favorite. And it's not something I want to watch. <laughs> like, I know there was a purpose to it being written, but yeah, no. I saw the movie. Same. <laughs> okay, well, my plan didn't work because Aston doesn't read. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Tawny. Um, let's see. You guys can answer it. We're not going to agree on it. I'm just going to list books I've read. I really like Ender's Game, and I like 1984. I <laughs> loved... I was very happy when I found out um, that Ender was cast as um, Ace of Butterfield. Buttersworth? Oh. Butterfield. <laughs> um, I honestly like, couldn't remember that his is last name. That's exactly <laughs> who I imagined, basically, for that character. Everyone yeah. else in the movie, it was like, definitely not, did not fit the, the characters. I don't know who, like, Graf was okay. I would replace. Yeah, Graf was okay, but, like, the other kids... Well, yeah, I mean, nobody not. knows kid actors, so that's I don't, hard. I don't know who I would recast it with, but if I could recast it in general, that would be great, except for Asa Butterfield. I love him as an actor, and I think that's, like, exactly how I imagined him when I read the book yeah. in high school. So for the longest time, my favorite book was Great Expectations. But that is Wow, that book, hasn't been made a million that times. That is a book I've read one time. And I'll probably... Actually, I read it one and a half times because I was reading it out loud to Kiri for a while. But she gave up. <laughs> she gave up? She gave up. Sounds like a one-sided thing that was happening. How did she give up? Well, she seemed interested for a while, but it kind of slows down in the middle. She gave up as in she locked the door on you? <laughs> she just was like, eh. Anyway, the movie has been made a million times, but I have not liked a single one of the movies because they never catch the emotion that was in that book for me. So, if, you know the problem with this question? I know more about books than I do actors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know more about actors than books. Oh, boy. Well, we tried. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've tried really hard. Like, we just failed. You know, I actually would love... If I could do the job of casting movies, Like, I would love that job. I think that it would be so cool because I'm always like, no, I, no, they need to be more like this or this. And I also just super, like, I really appreciate 
when the casting is great, you know, when they just fit the character so perfectly. And I'm like, yes, whoever did the casting is great. And I would just, like, really want to do that because sometimes it's, like, a really good concept for a movie, but it's ruined by the casting. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, the guy who played Charles Bingley in your favorite version of Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. He would make a good... Oh my gosh, I can't remember my favorite character's name, Great Expectations. <laughs> the Great Expector. <laughs> no, great. It's Pip's best friend, Herbert. I named a frog Herbert once after him. That's nice. So, um, <laughs> Herbert Pocket. He's the best character. I love him. Should we move on to our next segment? Did you know... I'm going to move on to our next segment <laughs> that Obi-Wan Kenobi played played Herbert Pocket in one of the movies. <laughs> wow. Alec Guinness, that's the name. Oh, the original one, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we had agreed to do Jane Eyre for our book club this month, but Asia says that she needs another month. And I'll obviously, I will forever. still need another month because I was going to borrow the book from Asia, and since she has not finished it, <laughs> I have not even begun to read it. But to be fair, in our last podcast, we said that we would take a couple months to do it. So oh. it's more of like a, a book club of the couple months. <laughs> book club of the year. Yeah. So um, I will hopefully remember to bug Asia about it more so she reads it. So that's it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to support this podcast and enjoy some of that sweet, sweet bonus content, head on over to patreon.com slash mostlyrational where you can hear our blooper reels and, get this, an entire bonus episode that Asia and I recorded while on our way to a party. All that for as little as a dollar a month, although there are some pretty sweet perks to be had at each tier. If you are already a patron or can't do that right now, there are lots of other ways you can support the pod. Shares, retweets, likes, reviews, anywhere and everywhere are greatly appreciated. If you are able to leave a review on iTunes, you will be our hero. We also welcome feedback. Really? <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like? What don't you like? Let us know. Furiously tweets. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like your questions featured in the next episodes, send them to mostlyrationalpod at gmail.com. I'm two tweets in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Aston, for potting with us today. Five tweets. And thank you all again for listening. We'll see you next time. Woo! Hey, Josiah, be my friend. <laughs> this is all fun.